did you guys hear about the big shakeup at uh, Walt Disney Company? Yes, yes I did. Yeah. Iger, so, what's his name? Iger? Iger's oh, back. Uh, Bob Chapek was- Chapek. Chapek was the, uh, this is what I get for reading everything. I need to watch TV more. Um, is, it, is he uh, the guy Bob who Chapek. was in Chappie? <laughs> was he, uh, he, he's been the CEO since Bob Iger retired a couple of years ago. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but over the last year, year and a half, Disney has been one of the worst performing major stocks. Markets down about a third, a little less than a third now. Disney shares are down more than 50%. Um, and well, there's been a board shakeup. And I think what shocked everybody wasn't so much that they got rid of JPEG, but that they brought back Bob Iger for two more years. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe longer. And you know, so, it so was all above board. And the way democratically run companies are run these days by leading progressive thought uh, leaders, uh, because the way the employees found out about it was Bob Iger wrote an email to them that basically said, oh, I'm humbled and startled that here I am and I'm back. So he announced his own. T it was almost like it was a military coup and he was in charge now. <laughs> right. <laughs> they should have done a video with two soldiers standing behind him. Yeah, that's right. So there's a there's actually quite a lot going on here with this. Oh yeah. Um, Chapek was trying. He he didn't have anything like the authority. I forget who's the guy at Warner who just basically went in and canceled uh, Batgirl. Mm. He just said it's garbage. We just so anyway that guy uh, yeah. whose name eludes me like everything else. Uh, <laughs> that guy had actual power, but Chapek was trying to detoxify. Disney, and he was doing it as fast as he could, but he didn't have anything like that kind of unilateral power. So, so Chapek was was trying to get Disney to be less aggressively woke, and all of the people that got Disney's stock price in half were people who were appointed by Bob Iger. Yeah, all I was going to say Iger's the architect that, of a lot of this. Stuff. Absolutely, he yeah. absolutely is. Iger's the guy who put those people in place, whose video got leaked, that got sent to. That that made the Florida uh, legislature change the law that hurt Disney really badly. They said that the reason that they uh, let Chapek go was that he was doing uh, he was basically talking to the uh, leading um, shareholders about uh, Disney Plus, which has lost a mere one point five billion dollars. Uh, that's in the red. That's oh, I, you know, I it's not government money, but it's when you're done. no, Bill. They didn't they didn't excuse him because of anything that he did bad. They they sent him off with their gratitude for his long service at the company. There's nothing uh, well, he wanted, he's, No, no. He, and he wanted to spend more time with his family. Exactly. But in any event, um, so so what they basically did was they they assumed that that this tumble in stock prices was – they wanted to blame that on, on Bob Chapek. But he was the one who was trying to make Disney into a family entertainment company again. Yeah. And so what they did was they got rid of him and replaced him with the guy that, that, that made Disney so toxic in the first place. And I say, the, great. This, I this say, is uh, – uh, oh, Scott, no, you go ahead. I'll save mine for, for – I don't have anything. <laughs> oh, okay. Then then I'll go. Um, that's not to say that Chapek is entirely innocent here because, Bill, you mentioned no, uh, Disney Plus and, and how much money it's lost. They turned Disney Plus into this into this fire hose of of content. Uh, mm -hmm. It just spewed out and it's, you know, except it's it's the fire hoses that they filled with excrement for the uh, for the, you know, the, the farmers in protest of all the the. It just spews crap all over the place. Uh, stuff like uh, Book of Boba Fett, She-Hulk. Yep. Uh, what was Obi -Wan. Oh, Loki. Oh, my 
God, was that bad. Horrible. Obi-Wan, all of Obi-Wan it. Obi-Wan was terrible. Y- yeah, so it's got Marvel or Star Wars on it, so it can't possibly fail. Let's make 50 of them. We'll make them woke garbage. We'll we'll, we'll make a, a series called Obi-Wan where Obi-Wan does nothing but run away and surrender. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll destroy all of this stuff because you, it, it can't fail if it's got Star Wars on it or or um or Marvel on it or Disney on it but it they're failing they're failing themselves right out of business and I got to tell you just sitting here now for the first time I realized I feel the same way about Disney now that that I feel about the SLS about the space launch system it's like it doesn't deserve it it doesn't deserve to survive in the in the competitive market anymore I my they both of them owned my heart yeah. you know uh, I grew up in Florida. I went to Disney World twenty times uh, as a kid, and um, and they have so far they've gone so far off the rails that that seeing them try to recover is just p- postponing the inevitable. And I'd rather they just, you know, it's like watching it's like watching season thirty seven of The Simpsons, right? It's like it's it's like <laughs> yeah. I used to love. The, I can't. I haven't watched that show in twenty five years. Because it got so awful, I couldn't bear it. You know, I just couldn't bear it, and and I I think that I think that the board is largely to blame for this. You know, the way they the sell board. these streaming services, including Disney Plus, um, is reminds me. And when you said that, Steve, um, this content firehose, it reminded me of when I worked for Time Warner Cable um, in one of its local affiliates uh, around the country, and. They, as a benefit of working for Time Warner Cable, you got everything except for pay-per-view. They didn't, you didn't get free pay-per-view, okay. but they would come and install cable at your house and they, you had HBO and Cinemax and Showtime nice. and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so the guys there installing our cable and, uh, and I'm looking at it, he's flicking through the channels and I said, I, we had young children at the time and frankly, we just don't watch that kind of st- we didn't watch the kind of stuff that we wouldn't show to young children basically yeah. and yes. so i said uh can you can you block that channel and can you bl-? and i made a list of channels that i wanted him to block and at one point the install guy said uh to my wife um are there any channels that your husband doesn't want blocked <laughs> and <laughs> be much quicker just to block everything and i used to say to uh to my friends i said look you know there's some good stuff on TV, but the approach that most people take is basically saying, hey, let's open the window a little bit and let's bring a sewer pipe into our living room and just turn it on and let it flow on the off chance that we might find a diamond ring in there somewhere that somebody dropped down the toilet. And that, you know, it's kind of like yeah. we, we, we take the streaming service because we want one thing that is appealing to us. And as a consequence, we get everything and we wind up watching at at worst, some really horrible things. At best, some stuff that's just sucking our precious time away and returning <laughs> nothing in the bargain so that but, our lives are truncated and impoverished because we allowed them to take over our brain for two and a half hours. Yeah. What- and- and it's the board. It's the board, right? They're the they're the people that went back to Bob Iger. Yeah, you know, Eisner r- ruined Disney, and then and then um, uh, what was his name came after Eisner, uh, the funny looking guy, and then and, and then Iger after <laughs> the that. Funny looking guy. What was his name? You know. Anyway, uh, Goofy? I think it might have been another Pluto. Who? 
No, no, I think it might have been another another guy, uh, uh, another Mike. I, mm. I forget. But anyway, he 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 also continued to run it into the ground. And it's not just the streaming services. I've heard from people who've been to Disney World that the rides are just they're they're falling apart. Oh, you know, I I, I went to is Epcot. known as Cheapack. I learned from one of my commenters at uh, at Vodka Pundit because they'll sh the, their videos and pictures all over Facebook of trash at Disney World and at Disneyland. That's inconceivable get, to me. Inconceivable. And. And I remember I saw I went to Epcot, which I never liked, but I went to Epcot must have been God at least ten years ago, and even then you just just chipped plaster everywhere and stuff. If you want to know how far Disney's fallen, here's a here's a, a pretty good metric for you. It's a small world after all has drained the the little canal, and now you walk through it. What? Yes. Now when I was that was there the world's you, worst we, ride to begin with, and now something? you got to walk through it. Now you have to walk through it. Did Bill, yep. didn't we go through in a boat? Yeah. Yes, but you don't go through in a boat anymore. Now you walk through it. Okay. <laughs> you know what really broke my heart was watching what Pic uh, Disney did to Pixar. Um, you you could tell that Pixar was a, a Steve Jobs company because they had these sort of organic found plots. I, I give you, I give you a great example. You have back to back weird movies that no other studio would have produced. Uh, Ratatouille. The story of a rat that wanted to become a chef, and I, I fell asleep during that movie. One. And uh, Cars, the original Cars movie, which I don't know when when you think about this, the the it's it's not a movie that should have happened, other than the fact that they could sell a lot of cars to, to uh, toys for for this movie. And apparently, there's a story. It. I don't know if it's true or not. That when uh, when Pixar was still a separate company, but Disney was the distributor, they went to Disney and said, hey, we've got this movie we want to do about a rat. And Disney said, we, we can't distribute that. There are no toys to sell. We can't sell any toy rats. And the Pixar guy says, but after that, we got one with cute cars with eyeballs. Deal. And it, yeah, Ooh. Disney lit up. Uh, again, I don't know if that story is true, but these just genuinely weird unusual heartwarming movies that there really couldn't have happened anywhere else. And it just, I guess since jobs died and Pixar got sold to Disney, it's just another content machine. I can't remember yeah. the last Pixar movie that, that, that pulled me in with uh, it's just organic, wonderful weirdness the way and, and there those was, two did. There was a stretch there when people in, in this business were talking about the, the, the Pixar miracle. Could you, could you, yeah. Could you deconstruct how it's possible that a studio could have nine blockbusters in a row or whatever without a single failure or even a mediocre movie? Yeah. They all just bam, 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 out of the park home runs. And now you got Toy Story 4, you know, a and good you dinosaur. Two, and you've got not, – not only do you have bad new movies, but anytime you see a studio going to the remake box more than once – or, you know, you, you really have to ask yourself some some questions about that. Uh, they yeah, they, they lost their um, they lost their soul and they lost it to the to this idea, this Disney insanity that it's not quality, it's quantity. It's how much stuff can we gush out? Yeah. It's we'll, we'll 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 bleed the franchise dry. We'll ruin it. We'll kill it. We'll kill Star Wars. We'll kill everything. And I've heard from so many people that Andor, this latest Star Wars series out there, people are saying it's actually very good, but nobody's watching it because nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. They've just plain killed it. You know what? And so, I, Steve, so on I, the I was going to watch Andor because I had heard it was good. And then my brain is so filled up with all of this fire hose of content, I forgot again. 
That's that's my point, right? That's my point. How do you how do you kill Star Wars? Well, the answer is slowly but surely. That's how you do it. Yeah. And um, and and of all of this, you know, I, I remember uh, I, I had a chance to introduce Glenn Beck at an event out here, and and Glenn collects a lot of really cool stuff. You know, he he certainly earned some money and he's earned every he has penny a of it. He likes to, yeah, and he likes to buy cool stuff, and he showed a bunch of them. And and one of the things he showed was the prospectus, the original prospectus for Disneyland. And it was two, three pages. This is what we would like to do. And Walt says, we want this to be a celebration of American values. We want everybody to feel welcome here. We don't want anybody to feel left out. We want this to be the happiest place on earth. We want it to be upbeat, positive. At the University of Florida, which is about 90 minutes north of Orlando, we had a lot of people especially in the theater department working at Disney during the summer, because, you know, you can get a lot of people to take tickets, but if you got somebody doing jungle cruise or something like that, you generally want an actor, you know? And I remember yeah. all my friends just, you know, bitching and complaining about how they had to have their haircuts, you know, and they couldn't had to shave and, and, <laughs> and all this other stuff. And yeah, the fascists. No filthy and, hippies um, at Disney world. But it was spotless and immaculate. Yeah. And, and I, to say that Walt would be rolling in his grave is just an insult to the entire cliche. So they've they've turned this into when you look at that when you look at that leaked um, uh, Zoom call or whatever it was, the one where they're saying we're putting as much gay and as much trans yeah. content into this as possible into kids shows. Kids for kids shows, right? It's like they don't even know what sex is. They don't have any idea. So that well, they didn't anyway. Uh, so when you, when you see that, you realize that it's not, it's not just, it's not just a company that's become anti-family. It's become the family brand has become the most anti-family, anti-wholesome force on the market. And they own just about everything, you know, I mean, they own just about everything. Steve, All right, uh, so beyond our normal, um, concerns about Disney. Um, <laughs> this, what do you think are the implications of this change in leadership? Uh, anything is, is anything going to be different? Um, um or is it just a, a, I, a death spiral, desperate attempt by the board? Iger knew how to run the business side better than, uh, than Chapek did. So maybe they'll return to, to some profitability. Well, maybe they'll, I mean, they're still making money, but maybe they'll make the kind of money that will turn around their uh, their share price, which I'm guessing is what the board is looking for. But uh, I'll tell you this much: I don't. I haven't looked at the uh, at the markets today. We're taping this on Tuesday, but when I was writing this story up for PJ Media on Monday, Disney shares had sunk on the news that Bob mm -hmm. Iger was coming back. Sure. Well, I guess it yeah, never Iger's looks good. Uh, personalities aside, or that particular company aside, it never looks good if you change uh, leaders for a bold new direction, and then you go a couple of years and you go, ah, maybe let's go back to the bold old direction. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. like anytime you're backtracking to a previous leader, unless that person was like a Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs character, where he was seen as a hero, or Lee Iacocca uh, in the auto industry was oh, seen as yeah. a hero who who was before his time and got marginalized, and then they bring him back at, with much fanfare. But I don't think we have that as the case here. 
So expect Disney to continue to do the kind of things that have caused them to lose a billion and a half dollars in their streaming service. Uh, Chapek's reign was, what, a year and a half, maybe? Uh, and he tried to turn it around, although he was under enormous pressure. I remember yeah. he came out pretty strongly. Uh, he didn't come out strongly enough in terms of his hatred for the state of Florida after they passed the um, the law saying that you can't, you know, you can't indoctrinate kids in sexual identity and, you know, in second grade or third grade, you have to wait to fourth grade before you can do that. Uh, and, and, and Chapex, Chapex did not come out strongly enough against this. And, and the trans mob at, at um, Disney, a trans mob of employees all threatened to, you know, resign. So then Chapek does the bowing and scraping and gee, I, I, I didn't realize my privilege and I, and I need to go and I need to educate myself and I promise I'll do better. Does the whole Coward. kind of walk across the broken glass on your knees kind of thing. And, um, and, and just last episode we did, we talked about Elon Musk coming in and saying from now on, extraordinary performance and extraordinary effort will be the minimum passing grade for this company. And there's your difference, man. There's your difference right there. Yeah. We just so. saw, um, I don't even know, maybe they're owned by Disney too. Is Marvel owned by Disney? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we just saw uh, Wakanda Forever, very entertaining film, amazing special effects. Um, but I, what always blows me away with these kind of movies, especially the Marvel movies, is the credits at the end and how Some many are... visual effects people- oh. Yeah. are involved in it. And in this case, I didn't count them, but it looked like there was at least 13 different visual effects companies involved right. in this production, including Industrial Light and Magic and Weta, which did the uh, Lord of the Rings Lord movies the Rings. for Peter Jackson. And, uh, you know, just at, in the, at the beginning of the credits, it's like, okay, here's the 20 actors who were involved in the production. And then here's the sixth thousand people it's a standing army who were tapping track pads to make images you know get bigger or smaller or bluer or grayer or whatever <laughs> but it really is a phenomenal special you know, effects movie in general highly watchable uh very few off moments they did kind of stick something in there where it was one of those moments uh, where you feel like the the director or the screenwriter should appear on the screen at a, for a moment and go Listen, we just want to make sure you know this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, apropos of nothing, unconnected to the story. We just want to stick just for a second there. We want to make sure that you are you are getting this message. <laughs> uh, but in general, I, I, we thoroughly enjoyed it and thought it was a lot of fun. Let me hmm. uh, let, let me finish the. I haven't seen Wakanda forever yet. I'm really burned out on MCU. They had finished telling the story with Endgame, and now I'm done because a few examples when I've you seen kill everybody and then bring stinkers. them all back <laughs> yeah um that said uh scott you mentioned the 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 great special effects of wakanda forever um that's i grew up watching horror and sci-fi movies that had been made in the 50s six well, actually the 30s 40s 50s 60s and 70s where special effects were primitive. They just had to yeah. be good enough to allow you to suspend your disbelief. And that's all we asked for. Well, it was a horror movie. You wanted the gore. It was one of the gore. Uh, but other than that, it, they just had to be good enough that you you could stay inside the story. And, and the practical effects were exceedingly clever. The good ones were to to allow you to do that. I just I'm a huge fan of of, of practical effects for that reason. 
That said, when you say great special effects these days with all the computer guys, that's really the lowest bar you can possibly set. Um, Right now, you should only notice the special effects when they're bad. Uh, She-Hulk would be an example of that. Um, They just... They should just stay out of the way. They should be seamless and invisible because perfection is possible. Uh, well, that, that, was, said, there's- that was my son's comment about it, Steve, what you just said. He said, there's a lot of water in the movie, a lot of ocean. Um, That's hard to and- do. Yeah, yeah, and that's really hard to do. And and my son's comment, and he's in his like mid-20s, his comment was, I was amazed that there was so much of that, and yet I was never taken out of the movie by my Bingo. thinking about what was going on on the screen. It was it was so immersive, literally, that uh, that it worked. But all, all that said, there isn't enough CGI in the world to cover up for Disney's failures. Well, yeah. Yeah. I got Maybe a that. little something to add to this. Uh, there's a guy on YouTube who does the best dinosaur animation I've ever seen, mm. ever. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. And I'm watching this, you know, because you're right. I, saw, I didn't see Wakanda Forever, but I did see uh, Black Adam. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be pretty close to a thousand people, at least maybe more than that, working on special effects. Yeah. And I just finished a 15-minute animated film where the cast is two people and the and the post-production team is one person. <laughs> and... And so I get, I, I understand how this works. And I'm watching this guy doing his dinosaur things. And I said, what is it that's working so well here? And I realized he's shooting live action plates and he's compositing the dinosaurs into them. He's got like, you'll, you'll be, you'll see like uh, t- pterosaurs floating over a beach where there's like a, a carcass of some, uh, some dinosaur washed up on the floor on the shore and i realized man that guy got the water looking good it's like no no he didn't that's real water that's that's, water that's it yeah so 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 last night on um stratosphere studio somebody said why do you think that lord of the rings was so good and the hobbit was so bad it was 20 years later he's had all this experience and and the answer was very clear to me the reason that the hobbit was so much worse than lord of the rings was because computer graphics had gotten so much better yeah yeah Right. So they once once you get seduced into that, then all kinds of things follow. And not even Peter Jackson was was smart enough to see it. So when they made Lord of the Rings, it was released in 2001, two and three. But basically was shot in the end of the 90s. Right. And and I remember looking at the at at the Lord of the Rings movies. And when I saw Minas Tirith, I thought, that is without question the best computer graphics I have ever seen in my life. And the reason it was the best computer graphics I'd ever seen in my life, because it wasn't computer graphics. Yeah. They built uh, it. They built a, what they call a large scale bigatures. miniature. Yeah. Bigatures. So instead of a miniature, they made a, they made like Minas Tirith is like, I don't know, it's like 20 feet ha- tall, but it's real. They just take it out in the sunlight and light it the way it would be lit. And then they animate in the little horses and the people. And by the time, and so, because computer graphics were so, were so poor back in the very beginning of the 2000s, he couldn't use CG orcs. He had to use real people with prosthetic makeup. And that's why those fight scenes so oh. real, because they're real, right? You got a 250-pound guy. It's an enormous guy. And and you cannot animate that. It's just not yeah, possible. Yeah, he really, he really but, nailed the physics of that, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, it's all you. Now the huge you know, the battle scenes were right. CGI, but uh, they were brief. You get a you the get an overview. Shots, the wide shots were CGI, but all of the actual combat was was yes. was real people. Yeah. And as it should, be. as I've said many times, the, the genius of Peter Jackson in Lord of the Rings was he understood the details. That, 
there is there's a term for something that's a, a close-up on a camera. It's called a hero. It's a hero outfit. For instance, on Lost in Space, they had the hero robot, which was their detailed robot. And then they had kind of a robot you would use if it needed to get danged up, you know. So, 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 so hero costume would be something that's really designed for camera close-ups. And any other production ever in history, if you had 200 riders of Rohan there, you would put hero armor on, on you know, on the, on the lead guy. Yeah. And then the two guys on the horse with him. And then the first row would be slightly less detailed. Second row, less detailed. By the time you get to the third row, you're not going to see those guys at all. It's really just throw something on that's They're roughly the same color. Yeah. Right. You save a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of effort. But Peter Jackson and White have said, no, we're not going to do that. Every single person in this movie Dang. is going to be wearing hero armor because it's going to affect their performance. Yeah. And people say, well, they're, they're background extras. Well, yes. But you look at the soldiers marching out of Minas Tirith in Lord of the Rings versus the soldiers marching out of Numenor in Rings of Power. And the guys in Rings of Power look like they've never worn boots in their life, let alone been in the military. You know, they just look like, what happened well, you, to my sandals? Do you ever see any, I'm sure you did, the backstage stuff from the original uh, trilogy of where they were forging the swords and things like that. And you're like, holy cow, like that's that's real. Like they're making really swords. Really good looking. Well, because they, they were making swords, yeah, and and they got and when they gave when Aragorn had to had to carry the sword. Uh oh, he's leaving to get a sword. Oh, Look at this one, <laughs> nice broadsword. Nice. Thank you very much. It's not just a broadsword. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to slight your broadsword. <laughs> no, it's not a broadsword. It's um, <laughs> it's the flame of the West. Is what. It oh. Is. oh okay. uh, but in any event. Those things have weight. And I did, the reason I brought the sword into the studio, aside from the fact that, you know, the occasional dubious characters in the hallway still wearing mm -hmm. their masks, mm -hmm. uh, is because when I was doing motion capture with that sword, it's astonishing how heavy that bloody sword is. You know, I mean, it really is. If, yeah. if you think you can just hold this thing out there like this, you know, with one hand for, for 15, 20 minutes, forget it. And, and, that's not something you can fake. So all of the armor was made by actual armorers and were actual metal and it weighed a lot and, and it affected their movements. Yep. And once you get into the CG world, you not only lose that sense of, of realism in terms of the image quality, you also lose the realism of interacting with the real world. Swords don't have any weight. You've got an animator who's trying to make this thing look heavy, does a good job, but it's not the same thing. But the most important problem is once you have that kind of CG that they had in The Hobbit, then that allows you to do things with the camera that you could never do in the real world. And now you are, now it's all over, you're gone. There's that scene in, in The Hobbit where they're in the Goblin Kingdom, and they and, and a bridge cuts away or a platform, and they go and all the dwarfs are on it, and Bill and Bilbo, and they go down, 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 smash into the ground, fatal, absolutely fatal impact, right? And then this four hundred pound thing falls on top of them, another fatal impact, and they're going oof, you know, and it's like you couldn't get that shot practically because you would have killed the stunt people, but the fact that you could do it in the computer meant that you could do it, yeah, and. There you go. You're yeah. off the rails. You're one one, one last thing on this Bob subject. Bob Iger had to come back to Disney. <laughs> one last thing on this <laughs> subject. And this is really a message for uh, movie and TV directors because you always get this one wrong. Get it right. When your character has a uh, paper cup from like Starbucks or something, put some water in there because I can always tell when they're waving around a cup filled with air and taking a fake sip out of a cup <laughs> filled with air. Just put some damn water in the cup and make it look right. Okay. So. Amen to that, brother. 
Okay, so Bill Whittle, I think we have, uh, oh man, that is the worst. <laughs> People crunching their plastic water bottles. I sorry. hate that so much. I'm sorry, man. I just, I was thirsty. I had to, I had to, I had to drink the whole bottle. Then.